up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Mainstream Podcast. A spooky episode. Spooky. Episode 42 podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Bradford. I'm here with the other lot, the other crew, the, the gremlins, the minions we got in the background. Who we got here? Spooky Chris. <laughs> What's up? Spooky, spooky Chris. <laughs> oh, it's holiday day. I was put on the spot. Bruh, it's literally your name. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. <laughs> ah, we also got with us um, a person who, for some reason, didn't want to introduce his own self. That, that, that'd be Philip. Hello. I think one of the zombies that, got him. <laughs> it happens. Hello. It, it happens from time to time. It happens from time to time. You, you gotta hit that talking to the mic button, bro. Hey, everybody. So, it, it's coming close to the Halloween. This is going to be straight off the top of the dome type show. Um, this is not going to be a fully scripted topic topic kind of episode, but it's going to be it's Halloween. Chris's favorite time of year because he can take his face out and it's all good. Scare babies all day. It's a decent time of year. It's not bad. I like the, I like the holidays. It starts kicking off that three-month streak. Man. We get a holiday per month. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're finally... This whole year has been a horror story for the most part. So we're finally close to the end. We see that that light at the end of the tunnel is coming. Hopefully, we'll see how it do. We got Halloween. You got uh, November 3rd. That's a whole nother story. And then we got November 12th. Next gen starts. <laughs> uh, yeah. With, with yeah, or without that, a new president. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's the funny piece is uh, I always forget the fact that no matter who wins, doesn't matter that the uh, the president from pre- previous will be in the White House until the twentieth of January. So it's not like it's going to be a oh you up out of here get up out this house. It's going to be you, we're going to be hanging around for a second no matter who wins. Yeah, he's, he'll be riding around for a while trying to trying to cause some more horror for three months. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what yeah, this back this back yeah. half of the year is is nice. It like it kind of speeds run through Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas and then it's over real fast. Right. Yeah, no sleep yeah. from now until the end of the year. Yeah, but but for now, we're gonna do this Halloween thing. We got we got friend of the show, Philip on, talking about some scary stuff, some scary shit. Some, I don't I don't mess with the scary though. I'm a bitch, <laughs> I ain't gonna even lie. Straight up, I like I don't do scary movies, I don't do scary beta game, video game. I was scarred. I was scarred hanging out with this fool, literally watching uh Juon. If you don't know what Juon is, Juon oh, is God. the original version of a classic yes the, the all the movies you can remember the grudge and the ring had originals which were technically better than the american remakes 100 percent. they're scary as hell so me, me and philip and a couple other people locked up in a room in the dark watching jew on jew on two and jew on three now this is gonna sound a little weird or racist maybe but <laughs> Philip is Asian. He got a little Asian brother, right? And this movie is about a little Asian boy. Never be in a room full of people with the lights out and a little five-year-old bust into a room. You've never seen terror before when you see that shit happen while watching Juon. Not my kind that of thing. Terrible. That oh, sounds terrible. It, it was. It's not my kind of thing. But, you know, this is the kind of thing that Philip relishes in. He loves that, that horror, that scary. I mean, it, it, it I can, can you name some of the stuff you've seen because I can honestly say we I think we were talking about this before the show like just looking at the list of 
of movies and stuff like that that um we think that might be big during this time of the other year. I ain't seen none of it. I saw Saw One. That's pretty much it. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, pretty much Conjuring, you know, the Conjuring series, Annabelle, um, Curse of Alarona. I usually gravitate towards uh, paranormal movies. Yeah. Versus just like a gory horror movie. I don't enjoy those too much. So I've watched all the Saws, but, you know, it's just for kicks. Kind of makes right. me laugh when I watch it. So <laughs> you talk about a sick motherfucker right there. It makes me <laughs> laugh while I watch it. I get the same reaction when they do this ridiculous, stupid traps and kill people in, in crazy ways. It just it makes me laugh, even though part of it can be tensely enough to it. But once that stuff happens, it's just, it's just so over the top. It gets funny. Not my cup of tea, bro. I, I, you look. I'm black, <laughs> and we don't do scary like. What we do is scary is a gunshot run down the street, save your life. We we this supernatural stuff ain't for us. We we are not built that way. That's that's for you kind of folks. I'm sorry to say that, did but you, it's true. Did, did you see Paranormal <laughs> with us in the theater? Did you see no. the theater, Jeff? I don't remember because that shit was that shit was crazy. Bruh, that was scary. I can guarantee you Jeff wasn't there. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. I was not there. <laughs> You're always telling me you're having uh, flashbacks to that Jewel and stuff of a little kid jumping out of a closet or something, and uh, you turn all, all your lights on at the house when you go home after watching a scary movie. So I already knew they weren't for you, but you miss out on some good scares in, in the theater with a bunch of people. Those are fun fun times. I think not. I mean, Philip, yeah, you can, he could probably tell you stories more, but more about that than me because I can guarantee you. I, I think I've gone to... I went to go see It and it too, which wasn't as scary as they let it on to be in the first place. So it wasn't really horror. It, yeah, they weren't and too bad. They weren't too bad. So those two I did see. Everything else, and I remember feeling like, you want to go see? Hell to the now. <laughs> Hell to the now, now, now. So Philip got more stories about going to the theaters and watching that stuff than me, for sure. What was the last horror movie you watched? Uh, Rent. Um, it's called Rent. Yeah, rent and the, the musical. Uh, no, <laughs> the payment to my company that I was paying rent to. But that was where I lived. That was the last horror movie I seen, yeah. bro. I'm just like, Dude, I opened you it up, the like, star character. Man, I was scared out of my fucking mind. You saw it live this year. I don't know if that was really horror, maybe more adventure zombie comedy. The kids in the uh, apartment wait. complex on Netflix. Did I see the last two oh, yeah, yeah. What? That, Okay, look, movies like that are not truly <laughs> horror. Those oh, are Train to Busan. Is that too scary for you? And and that wasn't scary either. So here's here's where I draw the line, right? Um, I'm really keen like zombie movies, watch I watch those all the time. Like, I mean, I've watched Walking Dead, Train to Busan, Alive, uh, I mean you you name it, I've watched it. Zombie movies don't really bother me. Cause it's not really rooted in truth. Well, you know, as much as we know right now. <laughs> It's not really rooted in truth. That's what they tell us. That's what I tell they tell us. And I just recently actually watched Cabin in the Woods because I had never watched it. And <laughs> I made myself watch some some of the movies that people had said they watched during, you know, this time of year. Uh so I just started watching some things, but it wasn't even really that scary. It was Cabin in the Woods is really good, but it's a it's like a comedy against yeah. horror tropes and stuff. Yeah. Once it opens up, it's and, a funny movie. It's and really it's weird because it's like it 
it's all it almost takes itself too serious, but it knows it's trying to be funny at the same time. It has this weird balance that makes it a good movie. And I had never actually watched it, so I sat down to watch that for the first time. But outside of that, bro, uh, I I don't watch Insidious. I I Ooh. don't now. I'm gonna tell you one <laughs> movie I remember watching that was great. That I think. Um, I can watch it all over again. That's Devil. I think that was the name of it. Devil M. Light, M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, in, in the part in the, in the elevator. elevator. Yeah. So movies like that mm. cool. Insidious. Screw that. I'm good. Paranormal. No, I already Ooh. have problems sleeping now. No, thank you. So you says like you don't like the the psychological creepy build up tense. Like you don't know what's gonna happen. Kind of stuff more than the straight zombie gory stuff. That that's what gets you messed up. I yeah like. Technically, like Saw is a horror movie. I watched Saw. I've seen Saw one and two. I don't think I've seen the ones after it, but I can watch it. Um, stuff like that is fine. Like The Purge is technically a horror movie. Technically, um, yeah, those are fine. But creepy shit, some busting out of closets and crawling up your ass. I, you know, I'm, I'm good. I don't want to watch anything like that that makes me not sleep at night. I already have that problem as it is. Don't need extra help. So, like horror movie horrors. So, like, you know, like things that occur in the house type of situations. Uh, yeah, those those are the worst. Like, okay, for sure. Because okay. um, you it, relate it, to those well, because you live in a house and then you get messed up because exactly. you think something's gonna get you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> for real, when you close, when you shut a door and turn on some lights, bro, and you can't see nothing but shadows, it it, it it becomes real. I'm gonna tell you one thing: if zombies happen, I'm in this jump by myself in my bed. I'm not gonna get eaten by a zombie unless I eat myself. I'm gonna hear some noise. I'm gonna hear somebody knocking at some doors. I'm gonna hear some ghost. <laughs> you do. <laughs> you can't lock yourself nowhere to save yourself from a ghost. Yeah, as I understand it, they can just go through walls. You're pretty much screwed. <laughs> I mean, the only ghost I want to see is Casper. That's the only one I want to hang out with. <laughs> He's friendly. So you make yep. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm down. But, Philip, I mean, tell, tell us what, what is your favorite horror movie so far of your existence? Because I know you've seen a shit ton of them. Um, so, I think John will be a top one. Um, I don't like The Grudge, like the American remake versions. Um, and then closely second would be probably the Conjuring series with um, director James Wan. It's pretty cool. So, I mean, ironically, though, he directed Insidious and other horror, horror movies. So, tell. <laughs> it's almost like you got to have a certain type of brain to make these movies, and the same dude makes all of them. So, it kind of makes sense. But I guess. Um, one of the main key, key things I like about those movies, um, mm-hmm. a lot of it is based on true stories. So, see, see that's where you fucked up. <laughs> that's, that's, where you fucked up. that's um, yeah, you shouldn't have said that. That's definitely going to make sure that I'm never going to watch that. That makes it more grounded. It makes it um, more intense when you're watching it. Yeah. You know that might happen to you tonight. You <laughs> <laughs> felt? Have you seen uh, some French horror movies like High Tension, um, All Interior? Or martyrs, stuff like that. I have horror movies besides like the Asian horror movies. Nope. There's a lot of good French horror movies that get really messed up. Yeah, we we've seen some like REC is one I remember. Oh, Wreck is good. Watch Spanish. Yeah, 
that one was like especially the the original one not the american one the american one i forgot what they ended up changing the name to was it it may have been record too i'm not sure yeah but i remember seeing rec you know it was that was great that was that was one when we found and like, downloaded on the internet right <laughs> pirate, pirate bay r <laughs> hey man sometimes you gotta look we wouldn't be where we are today if we hadn't taken that little leap and tried to learn about culture from other places. Because, I mean, back in the, the front end of 2000, the world was, you know, pretty much still closed off. It wasn't open. It wasn't like you can go to your local store and pick up Juan. Like, I, like you had to order Juan from like Amazon, Alibaba, imported from it. Play Asia. Right. I hope it gets here in six weeks. You charge, you know, extra $25 just for a movie or a game. So it was a little different. So back when you could just go on Pirate Bay or do a P2P or something and get a movie, you do, you did it quick as possible because you're like, man, I want to watch, you know, Wreck or something from another country. And, and, and get it like i remember watching 28 days later because 20, the oh, 28 yeah. days later was foreign 28 weeks later was international so when 28 days came out the first one i was like i want to see this movie i quickly went down to my favorite pirate bay <laughs> and said hey <laughs> let me get this movie and i, I remember downloading it. and that's like one of my when it comes down to zombie type movie that's probably one of my favorite movies of all time it's a great one days later and a Day of the Dead remake was really good too. That was fantastic. But yeah, I, I, I think it's a good idea to look at that that time of the early two thousand as a cultural exchange when we were uh, finding out a lot of movies from other countries by way of free uh, demo downloads, where you could watch the whole movie and try it out for free. <laughs> that, that, that's one so way that, to put it: free demo. Those are ways I found like a lot of French horror movies, the Spanish horror stuff, like Record. Um, a lot of Korean movies found stuff I would have never been able to see normally. So yeah, it was it was a nice nice resource to have back then. But if you, I guess you mentioned Paranormal Activity is one of your favorite. Uh, Philip, you seen the whole series? I think there's like five or six of those now. I've only seen the first two, just like the Saw. I've only seen the first I think three of those. But I have the that Blu-ray collection of all like eight or nine or ten or twenty films they finally made of Saw. <laughs> um, I think I stopped after like three or four. Yeah, that just kind of gave up. Yeah, how many traps and shit can you can you make for those? <laughs> it's too yeah. ridiculous trying to up yourself from the last movie. Mm-hmm. So now I haven't seen that. the entire series. Final destination. Yeah, thank you because you already knew where it was going. <laughs> uh, that one's way too long. To be honest. All right. Okay. So the American version of Wreck was quarantine. That's the that's the uh, the name oh, of the right. American version. It was decent, but it wasn't as good as the the original. And they made Wreck One and oh, Two. No. They're both they're both pretty good. Yeah, I, I want a, a lot of times when we take a movie, we bastardize that movie so hard that it's not as good as the original one. Um, and it's mainly because you know American people are used to more violence in movies and more um, production value on things. So those little where you can watch a movie from a different country and it doesn't have a whole bunch in it and it scares the, the bejesus out of you because it's got this low-level, subtle horror to it. We try to do Michael Bay version of that. And, yeah, and it makes it worse. So exactly what I'm saying. I'm going through some of these clips and you know what's scaring the hell out of me is watching this. My God. Ooh. <laughs> Blair Witch. What you, what you, uh, Blair Witch was the original that messed like all of our childhoods up. Yeah. 
That's <laughs> I watched that movie. First off, it was the most confusing, scary ass movie I've ever seen in my life. And I know it was on purpose, but Jesus, they, they didn't have to do that to us. Were you tricked back then and thinking that was like a found footage movie kind of on the bubble of, oh, it's sometimes it might have been real. It might have actually happened or they, they, they presented it that way. And nobody really knew for a while, like, is this completely real? They were trying to trick us all thinking they found that VHS somewhere in the woods. I honestly will say you, you're <laughs> talking about a time that was pre real internet. Right. We, I mean, people are very gullible. It didn't trick me, but it was very believable. I will say that when you, you think about the time it was, this is pre real internet. You couldn't, you know, fact check this. You couldn't call your friend and be like, Hey man, did you see it didn't exist. It was just kind of like, man, this is what it was. And that was like the first one to do found footage. And a lot of movies did it after, but I think that's really like the first one we've ever seen that was produced on quote unquote found footage, you know, film. So I mean, I think they did a good job with the original, even though, like I said, sucky, crazy, you didn't understand what's going on, but it was the first to do it and did it the best. I, I still don't think there's any other movie that did found footage as good as that movie. Um, except for Cloverfield. I think Cloverfield did that a little bit better. Too. Yeah, Cloverfield is really good. I, I enjoyed that one. Yeah. So, Have you ever seen Cloverfield, Philip? Actually, I haven't. Wow. Oh, <laughs> damn. That's surprising. That is surprising. Go correct, correct that. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, you, gotta, you yeah. definitely got to go correct that soon. Especially the, the original. The Cloverfield Lane is... It's good, but it's a different good. It's um, loosely connected, but had a good actor, actor acting job by what uh, John or Goodman. something Arnold. On Goodman, no, yeah. good, Goodman, not John. I get the, John Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> I get the I get the people that Roseanne married mixed up. Sorry. <laughs> okay, John Goodman was never married to Roseanne Barr. Well, maybe um, in, in television history, so, there's a couple in guys. Television yeah. history, yeah. The guy from Tom True Lies. Arnold. Tom Arnold and John Arnold, almost same guy. <laughs> I don't think so, but okay, cool. We'll take that. Okay, fine. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, I agree. Good acting job by him. Um, it was a good. It was decent. It wasn't better than one, but it was a different kind of good. Then they made a third one that a lot of people probably has never even seen because it was on Netflix only. Only that tied together all of it at some point, kinda. I mean, they all spaceship, leave. right? Right, right. So it was all spoiler. Geez, some people ain't seen <laughs> that movie, bro. Well, they, that they tied in just like the second Cloverfield Lane. They tied in loosely all the way at the end, and it ties right. it back to Cloverfield. And it, the rest of the movie, you don't know, you don't see it coming. They leave it on the edge and uh, bring it back. And then that space movie, I think it was kind of the same way, where towards the back half of the movie, they end up tying it into the whole Cloverfield universe. I don't know where it's going to go from there, but. It was kind of cool to see him see him bring it back now what, what do you guys like are you fans of get out and us and th those new movies from i'm um, blanking on dude's name Alan peel key and peel it, it what okay hold on time out before we go any further we need to figure out how the hell to get you some clue cards so you can remember <laughs> names because you call people uh, whoever you want you mean um, jordan peel is the person jordan peel yeah yes i'm I'm blanking out on on the on the live stream, man. I got to get my notes together. I got I got to find a search engine or something that they could invent that I could find this stuff. 
You sitting in front of a computer. We record the podcast right now. It's called research, bro. <laughs> Check it out. But Philip, I'll let you answer. That. Have you seen us or um, any of his movies so far? Because he's done us. He's done a couple of TV Get shows. Out. He's done Get Out. He's done Twilight Zone. Yeah, Twilight Zone. So he's done a couple of things, and he was he's a producer on um, the show we've been watching on on HBO. Uh, that's right lovecraft country he, he's he was a producer but he wasn't directly involved i mean misha green was the showrunner but um he probably helped do some pieces of it not a whole bunch it may have been just his name we not not know but yeah do you know have you seen any of those movies i've seen get out but not us yet yeah get out get out was a nice surprise um, if you haven't seen us, I, w- I would I recommend it, but it's very uh, like left field. It comes out of a, a whole different direction for a horror movie, and what the characters do is is like it gets really weird sometimes. And you're just watching it, like it makes you kind of uncomfortable. Like what the hell is going on here? You don't understand where it's going, and it make you uncomfortable because just... about black people. You? <laughs> oh no, no, I'm I'm good with that. <laughs> uh, that is, that's perfect. But it was just crazy where they took it and of course he comes up with some original ideas so they did some weird shit in that movie but if you're not a i guess kind of a patient person looking between the lines and, and watching the whole thing it can be kind of strange maybe off-putting when it starts really turning up the the creepiness factor mm-hmm. but it's a good movie too i'm just very picky when it comes to horror movies i don't even know what i like to be honest with you I just watch it's whatever that watching, makes sense. you're not watching everything or waiting for like you know, 95% of Rotten Tomatoes before you'll check something out? Um, no, I don't even check that. I just kind of look at the cover. If it seems interesting, I just kind of start watching it. Well, Regardless that's very selective, isn't it? Damn, are, are you, are, do you shop in a blockbuster still? You don't even I mean, watch trailers? Exactly. I saw a Kobo. I'm going to watch this movie. It's mostly <laughs> Netflix these days. It's mainly oh, Netflix true. these days. So. Yeah. And I'm, I'm learning how to do that too, where you just scroll through. If the cover looks okay and the description is all right, you just hit play and go and hope for the best. I want you to uh, look at some descriptions and covers of some names so you can get those right too. I mean, I'm serious. But <laughs> next time, next time. Next time though. But um, yeah, I, I recommend it too. Uh, both of those movies were really good, really well done. Um, the, he does ratchet up that creepiness about these shows and movies he does. And it they all start out very good and wholesome and then they very turn normal. to something. Yeah. Like they always, he seems to have a knack for doing it, making things kind of uh creepy, like real life creepy without it being too overly gory, but it just makes it real life creepy. I think he's done some really good, good stuff. I have not checked out the twilight zone stuff. So uh, Chris, I know, have you seen his, his, the twilight zone stuff? I watched, a, I watched a couple episodes of that. I didn't sit through the whole thing. I think I let my CBS all access run out. Dang. But it was it was promising. Wow. It was uh, trying to be creepy and like have some kind of social message like the original Twilight Zones and deal with real world stuff. And I'll tie it back together to something that can feel grounded in reality. But I didn't see the whole series, but I heard it got good reviews. Um, it's worth a watch, probably. Uh, and most of the things he's done so far has been worth watching. I just haven't had a chance to. Again, Jeff don't do the creepy, so a lot of times I skip over things on purpose. <laughs> I'm I'm just being honest. Like I I don't want to have to um sleep with one eye open. I already, like I already do that. Like I sleep with two eyes open if I start watching some <laughs> of his creepy stuff. 
you know what we should do is is do some kind of stream where we you know hit play on one of those horror movies at the same time and jump into discord and and try to get through something scary together i, I literally a bunch of folks. To do that i agree yeah i mean and it's fine we can literally i was going to do that but i was afraid that the the audio of the video would be louder than us talking so i didn't want to play it because i can then we can do that literally right now but by probably five minutes in i'm going to get up and walk away and it's going to be a podcast <laughs> of youtube yeah so, you're gonna leave the room too fast oh yeah i'm gonna leave the room i'll leave lights on i'm gonna go downstairs and i'm gonna watch tv while y'all finish this podcast but it's all good though so um yeah, you got it. Grow one point nine billion dollar gross. Which well, movie for was the, that? That that wasn't the movie. That's the Conjuring universe. So if you, if you didn't know, you're about to find out that the second most successful movie universe, cinematic one next to the Marvel movies, is the Conjuring movie universe. All the, those movies, <laughs> but the Conjuring, the Nun, uh, what's the other series? On there, the Annabelle movies, Annabelle, Annabelle that yeah. little doll. Yeah, they're all characters from the Conjuring. Yeah. And all those oh, wow. do callbacks to each other and reference other movies, and they bounce around uh, time frames. I think the Nun goes back a hundred plus years or something, like maybe not that far. But they go all around and explore these characters, where the ghosts came from, and their origins <laughs> and stuff. And that's all put together, and they keep expanding on that universe, which is pretty wild. But it's made one point nine billion dollars on a hundred and forty million dollar budget. Wow! So one of the most profitable, yeah. one of the most profitable things ever, too. Right next to the uh, paranormal activities, I think the first paranormal activity was made for something like ten or twelve million dollars, and it made like two hundred something million dollars in theaters. Right. So that's another super profitable one where they made it on a shoestring budget, just some guy in a camera just doing what he can do. And some of those movies are actually some of the best and most original and creepiest horror movies out there that don't have that big a Michael Bay budget. You were talking about trying to overproduce stuff and make it too perfect. People making uh, these gritty ones are actually. Some of the most enjoyable scary ones would have never thought that like it being that much engrossing i would have never thought that but horror movies like a ton of money uh no we've, we've already established this not gonna happen which well, movie you say philip yeah, i said tell him to watch the conjuring first oh god <laughs> the, con- the conjuring i saw that in theaters Ooh, that movie's creepy as hell jeff yeah. you would not make it through to the end of that <laughs> Oh, I'm so. sure. I'm I'm good. No thanks. I'm I'm glad that I did not go. <laughs> I, every single time somebody brings up, let's go watch. I, dude, this all goes back to being just a scared little boy back in in the, the early '90s. Some somebody talking about let's go to a haunted house. I mean, I, I, I don't want to piss my pants again on purpose. You know, I'm an old man now. Well, I got 20 more years before I start pissing my pants. You know, again. So let me have those 20 years where I'm not pissing my pants. I'm good. Hmm. So I guess, do y'all know the premise around the Conjuring universe? I guess, Chris, do you know? I don't, but I guess you're going to tell us, huh? Oh, see what Chris has. Th- those two uh, original people are based on real people that used to investigate haunted houses, right? And try to check out paranormal things. It wasn't kind of based on some real stories like Amityville Horror and things like that. Yeah, that's correct. What do I so, want? Scary movie? <laughs> uh, you we, ghost. <laughs> we can take a trip to the actual um, investigators museum where they have housed all those uh, haunted relics. Oh, we should. Where's that, where that located? Is that in Texas? Close to Jeff, maybe? Uh, maybe Connecticut, I believe. I remember correctly. Oh, there we go. Did you see the story from uh, a little while ago? 
they, they said apparently the Annabelle doll, the Annabelle doll is actually based on a real doll, not just in that movie. They said the doll in yes, the last case like moved or got out. <laughs> oh, really? Hmm. Oh, that's probably going on there. But they really do have that uh, museum of all the weird shit. This shit. <laughs> What's going on? It, it, man. It's 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 an educational. Hey, who's education? Like, I'm going to be dead. I'm not going to learn anything. I'm going to be dead. We can study your body after you have a heart attack and do autopsy and learn some things. <laughs> we all know the black dude dies first. We go to this place, be the first one dead. I'm just going to be straight up like, man, dang, they sacrificed this food to go see a doll. That's messed up. Hey, whatever happens, happens, man. That'd be a cool place to check out, though. I, I'd be down. I, I've done, uh, I guess, some of the or museums or like the Ripley, believe it or not, type museums where they show how people were tortured or killed or something. But I haven't been on any true ghost tours of cities and things like that where it's a museum of haunted stuff. Is that something you've, you've done, Philip, going in person to these things? They're trying to do a haunted house walk or something? No, it's just at least for that one specifically, that was my on to do list. Um, since it seems pretty legit. <laughs> Versus like going to haunted houses and stuff like that. That's kind of not my thing. So, yeah, haunted houses are a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, haunted houses are just kind of, it's fun for a quick scare and run through there and do that. But um, some of these cities actually have, you know, those ghost walking tours. Somebody will tell you something about some creepy stuff or where certain alleyways and things are all haunted and take you down places. And I was looking up some uh, scary things that are actually based in in texas they've got some haunted hotels and me and jeff actually stayed in one when he came down oh. to san antonio a couple years oh ago oh my god that, that was, was a haunted hotel so, i don't even want to talk about that but i i don't know if it was a ghost or matthew's farts that was haunting us but it happened <laughs> bro it was like it, it wasn't strange stuff happening in that hotel it really was like it, it was interesting and then chris up and left us he was like we out of here one snores the other one farts i'm out and uh, there's a ghost so we had to stay there had, all by ourselves <laughs> and, and be scared. I had to go to the Quinta, man. I had some reservations I had to, I had to book, so sorry about you. Hmm. That place was a little old, a little creepy. They even had stuff in the lobby about the whole haunting and what happened there and who died there, how many people hung themselves and all that other weird stuff. And It, it was something. It's a creepy old hotel, but they, they say the Alamo's haunted, which I, did, I didn't see anything when I went there. That's, that seemed pretty chill. You know, a lot of stuff went down. It makes sense for some ghosts to be there. There was even a um, <laughs> never forget. There was a there was a railroad crossing that Sylvia was telling me about here in San Antonio, where if you go there and park your car and put it in neutral, apparently uh, the little ghost kids that got hit in a school bus accident like a hundred years ago and died, they'll push you over the train tracks. <laughs> so people would park their car and put baby powder. On the on the back of the hood, so they can see their handprints at the end. Wait, of it. hold up, Tom. And, hold up, wait, <laughs> let, wait, hold up. I need uh, I need to understand. <laughs> first off, first off, if you park your car on a train track, the train gonna kill you. There ain't no damn kids pushing you. You don't. We'll see, you stopped on the track. And no, baby, you let me, are you slapping? Let me explain people? it again. Okay, let me explain go, it again. Go ahead, go ahead, man. The original bus that had these kids on it got stuck on the train tracks, and they got. They're splattered. They're dead. They turn into ghosts. Cliff so the, the, <laughs> the surviving the surviving person on the bus was like the bus driver or some nun or something. And she was having that survivor's guilt that she didn't die with all the kids. 
So she went out there and tried to park her car on the tracks and commit suicide. But they, the ghosts of the kids pushed her over the tracks and saved her. So they put the baby powder on the, on the, on the trunk so they can see their handprints after they push them over. They're trying to see the ghost handprints. That's what they say to do. So you want to go down there and like test it out? I'm good. No, I'm good. <laughs> Plus, the only people I've seen use baby powder as adults are pimps. So I'm good. No, thanks. I don't want to go see that. Oh, you've seen that? That's a whole other po- po- podcast topic right there. That, that is definitely a part. Po- I mean, I've seen some backhands happen with some baby powder. You, you ain't never seen somebody get their ass slapped. And I mean face and ass too. Never seen get their ass slapped so hard unless you saw baby powder flying off their cheeks. Now, that's a real slap. <laughs> But uh, you put baby powder on my car. I no, I'm good. I'm, I'm I'm fine. I don't want to. I don't want to do this anymore. So <laughs> all, I'm good. If me and Philip come up to Dallas, can we go to some haunted stuff and do some haunted walking tours? Some old abandoned buildings, things like that. Old insane asylums. You want to walk around in there with a flashlight and a GoPro? Um, no. Into those places. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take you there, but I'm gonna go back to the car and sit there. What? The person that stays back in the car always gets attacked first. (laughs) You ain't lying. That's exactly (laughs) true. I've seen enough horror movies to to say that's a true story. The person who's left behind always dies. Well, actually, it starts out black person first, the lover second, the person by themselves third, and that's normally the order. And then the last two is normally a toss-up. And then you got the the one virgin that lives every single time. So that's pretty the much blonde, the blonde white girl makes it to the end every time. The blonde white girl always <laughs> makes it to the end. Man, that's that white privilege all over again. They they always <laughs> make it to the end. Even in the horror movies, yeah. man. Well, what I find is interesting is it's normally in Asian horror movies, everybody dies. Don't nobody die. No nobody stays alive. Oh. It's like always everybody dies. It's like the whole crew. Nobody, everybody nobody dies. Like what the hell? <laughs> like nobody's safe. Everybody dies. We all look the same. We all did. You know. There is no. Uh, I want to honestly. I I hate to say this, but I want to say us and the other movie, which is I'm doing a Chris get, right now. Get out. Sorry, my brain get out. Like, get out. <laughs> are the, I think those are the first two real black horror movies. I want to say scary movie. I could be <laughs> not bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they had wow. a whole series, bro. Come on, and White Chicks. You know, it was a horror movie too. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a horror movie for the black race. You're right, a hundred percent. That's a oh my god. I mean, I yeah. mean, I like the like the the Wayne's family and the stuff they do, but man, sometimes, geez, Louise, you gotta be like, man, this is not right. Some somebody to tell these folks this ain't right. But I think Get Out is one of the first that I can think of that it was a uh, yeah. Black centric horror movie, and the black dude gets right. to the end. I don't, I don't, I can't think of another one off the top that might have been some indie movie, but is a is a big breakout movie like that. That that's, that's the first man. He was blazing trails. I know our chat and the email group will send us a whole list of people or not one or two. We'll see. But no, we don't get emails. I'm emails sure we're missing empty. something. We don't, <laughs> we don't get no mail here, but I, I'm sure we're missing something. I'm pretty sure, but I think those are the two. Ones in, especially in recent history, for sure. But I think those are the two that stick out for most people, or that are true horror movies that are black. And like you said, that the you know you really didn't have a choice but black person live because that's it was pretty much ninety percent black. Yeah, if it was a black horror movie, and then all of a sudden the hero was a white person, then that'd be kind of messed up. 
<laughs> that would be a very interesting <laughs> twist. Man, that's a twist right there. Yeah, there's that would a twist. Be a straight up red herring. That would be a that's an M. Night Shyamalan twist right there. <laughs> Man, that's oh wow. Don't I'm gonna talk about that, bro. His movies are and we ain't gonna talk about that, but we'll we'll move on from movies and TV shows or something. We'll talk about something we know near and dear a little bit better. Diamond, yeah. That spooky Scary game. Scary games. Bro. I tried to play Phasmophobia before we started and it wasn't working out. Uh, I was trying to stream it and um, actually do the voicing and all this stuff at the same time. It wasn't working, so I was going to do that. That easy. Nah, nah. We got we to gotta get some more equipment around here. So, <laughs> donate. That's a message. That's donations. We need some new cool equipment. We need some stuff. But what I think the one game, and it's already on the list, and I see it on the top, the one game I remember, me, me and you, Philip. You too, Chris. I remember all three of us at one point played it together around each other, trying to get through it, trying to figure it out. And that was a very obscure hidden demo that nobody at first knew what it was supposed to be. And it turns out it was supposed to be a new franchise or a new entry in a franchise that's beloved on uh, PlayStation. And that was P.T. I... I think that was probably one of the better demos that I had ever played. And I, I want to say the, the first, I'm trying to think, I don't know if it was Philip or you. I want to say Philip was the first person to beat it. I could be wrong. Y'all fight. <laughs> I don't remember. Go. It's been too long. <laughs> it was but I do remember demo. PT. Yeah, it's, yeah. That demo was pretty uh, crazy. But if you don't know what it was, it's a game you can't even get now since they took it off download. So if you do yeah, it on your well, PS4, it's well, gone forever. Well, you can't get it on PS4. You can still get it on PC. Um, there, somebody remade it. Re- well, they remade uh, it, but not the original. Engine. Original. Not yeah, the original. Made it like right. beat for beat, which was pretty incredible. But I was I was right. pissed off when they they I, I deleted it to save some space, and like the next week they took it down, and I could never re-download it again. That was, that was terrible. And now and they were selling PS4s on eBay for like a thousand dollars that had the demo installed on it. Got Dang, that now you tell me that, bro. <laughs> I so let me tell you this story then because that's how Philip played it. I remember them playing it at my place, and we were taking turns playing and trying to figure it out because it was the the first three cycles were easy. You got to the last cycle, you didn't know what the hell to do. It was like the most impossible way to figure it out. You either had to go look it up and see if somebody else was able to figure it out, or you would just be doing it for hours, cycle after cycle, trying to figure out what was going on. And I remember like literally giving Philip my PlayStation because there was the one game on my PS4 that I had when I had my PS4 that I never erased. It was the only one that I left on that system the entire time. I never deleted the game. Because I knew I would never be able to get the, dem- the demo again. So I remember giving him my PS4 so that he can play through it. And I, that's why I think he may have been the first person I remember that beat it. Because I remember him beating it on my PS4 before I could beat it. I could never figure out the, the last section with the rolling eyeballs in the room that you had to walk backwards to, to, to figure out the puzzle. <laughs> Did we yeah, all just did die? You, did you find it? Hey, I thought <laughs> was that like a- going to tell us how he beat it. <laughs> No, I was going uh, to go into like following the, the forum threads and the online chatter when people were trying to figure out together, like as a community, how to beat that demo and all the obscure stuff in it. Like you said, walking backwards at a certain time, there was a, something on the microphone. You had to talk into your microphone on the game and right. say certain words and other weird stuff would unlock. And 
people are trying to see different characters out of the corner of their eye and look for ghosts and stuff. Oh, oh shit, there's something on the stream. <laughs> you can't be doing that on the Halloween stream. <laughs> but yeah, that was a creepy game. I, I never made it through all the, the rotations going through the, the house and following all the steps, but I was, I was following other people trying to figure it out and watching the streams and stuff. But that, that game was very creepy. I, I'm sad it never got turned into a full, full thing. It got turned into um, um, an Amazon simulator later down the line because <laughs> it went. PT was the demo to Silent Hill or Hills. I don't think they had actually got to a point where they figured out what the game name was going to be. I think it was going to be Silent Hill, like a reboot of the whole thing. But you know, the famous fallout between Konami and you know the whole Kojima. studio of Kojima. And his foxhound team and everybody else was like, we out of here, brother. So they all left. And what, what became of it was walking box delivery simulator <laughs> and totally different game. So, yeah, it does suck. It, it, it did not become a, a true game. I think that would have been great, especially how they did it. Like it's, the, the puzzling on PT, the demo itself was just insane for demo. Now, there's other games that came out with demos that were good, too, but the demo for that one was, like, one of the first ones. And I want to say, like, a little bit after this, when we got RE7's demo, and that, what was it, Midnight Hour, I think, was that one? And that one was a little different. Mm -hmm. Had its own kind of feel. But, like, PT's demo was awesome for what it was. People trying to figure out how to look in the hole and grab the baby. <laughs> Pick up the phone six <laughs> times, put the phone down, walk yes, backwards. Sir. So I think it was one of the better ones. And yeah, it did suck. It didn't get turned into a whole, a whole game. But uh, we did get RE7. Um, that, that was some interesting twist of going from what 3D, not 3D, third person to an, basically an FPS. It was like the first time they right. did it. And uh, it, it was great. Like RE7 was like the, one of the defining games. Like uh, I want to say the first two. Then four, then seven will be what you would consider your defining RE titles, I believe. Yeah, now you're scared of watching these horror movies. Do you play a lot of horror games? I know you played The Last of Us, which can be high tense and creepy. Did you uh, play RE7? I played, I did play RE7, uh, like the PT demo. I did that one. <laughs> um, Last of Us, um, and then you got like dead. I did beat all three dead spaces. I remember taking Love time that out. Series. Yeah, you, dead space, especially the third one. Dead space three was a just a hell of a game. Like it really, truly was a great game. Dead space one. When I, by the time I got back to playing it, yeah, it was a little dated, and you can tell that it was from the the twenty aughts. At some point, you know, it was dated. You could tell it wasn't as great, but that series, I played all three of those, made sure I beat them all. One that's on this list, Fear. Uh, I remember where I was when we first played Fear. This goes back to those community nights hanging out, people getting together, trying to play through a scary game together. Earth. Oh, man, people were jumping out of the fucking chair right. in this demo. That, that game, you, you're right. It, it, it changed my, my life. That's probably one of the reasons why I don't play as many as I used to. And yeah, we we 
our, the community days were the best. Is when you got all these people in the room trying to be the game, or somebody just watching somebody else play it, and you everybody gets scared at the same time. That was the best kind of kind of time. You know, fear yeah, was, was one fun. of them was, was was wonderful. Like I did, I honestly believe they should have made a, a two and three of their game by now. But well, they did. They did. The only they, thing is that the, the series dropped off, and they they weren't as good. They tried to focus on the. The creepy little girl in the game and, and stretch that out and then they went some different directions with it and it, i think fear three let somebody play as like a ghost guy and somebody was the main character and they tried to so make that's the reason why i don't know what you're talking about because i'm like that sounds like trash <laughs> yeah it, it went some directions and, and fear two was a good shooter game with those horror elements but really fear one was a horror game with some shooting elements because it had some scary stuff going on i remember when we would go through that demo and climb up the ladder and make that turn, mm-hmm. where we try to get everybody new that came over. You got to play this, sit down, and play through this demo, and we would just watch and <laughs> watch people <laughs> shit their pants, and then be laughing at them because we knew it was coming and we already went through it ourselves. And that was like the initiation. Right. You got to play this demo right here before we move on to anything else. Yeah, play that, play that right now, bro. Philip, you you did layers of fear, so you can tell us about that one. It's it's very um, similar to PT. That's the best I can tell you. Uh, well, damn, that's a short. Uh, <laughs> let's elaborate. Get, 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 yeah, come on, come on. This ain't in person. We on a call, bro. Everybody got to. You got to <laughs> tell people the things. Um, to be honest, it's been a while since I played it, so I don't remember anything about it. It's oh, about okay. a painter. It's about a painter who's going crazy, essentially, and he's backtracking to his uh, memory to figure out what happened. Essentially, it's what it is. Yeah. yeah, I played about um, two hours of that game, and I couldn't, I couldn't get further than two hours because it was, it was creepy as hell. Maybe I need to push through it and keep going, but it had some very scary jump scares and the sound on that game. Some, some of these games, the sound and atmosphere is more creepy than what you're actually doing, and that'll stop you from investigating rooms and moving forward and opening doors and, and looking around and trying to progress. I just remember that, be, that being really creepy. And uh, I do have Layers of Fear 2, some free giveaway. I think it was on Epic. But that one I heard is more action-y, maybe a chase sequence type of game. You got to hide from the guy. And it wasn't as creepy as the first one. But people, people have described Layers of Fear as kind of a walking simulator horror game where you're walking around investigating stuff and getting scared with, with jump scares. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, it doesn't have complicated puzzle solving like PT did, but it's pretty straightforward. You just gotta get past the, I guess, the mindset that you're staring yourself, essentially. All right. It sounds like two sounds more like Outlast, and that especially yeah. being chased now. That and a um, couple other games like we we got four player games that are horror that were really good. Um, the one of the most recent was what Dead by Daylight, which has become a very well played or well received game. And I remember getting Very into popular. that when it first came out, and and then they constantly updated. Like I think they got they have Silent Hill characters now. They've had whoever you can think of, except for uh, Jason, because they actually made a Friday the Thirteenth game that was exactly the same as <laughs> that game, but worse. So they did not have Jason, but they were able to get some of the other characters from other you know horror series and put them out there. So. A lot of people played it, and there's a lot of people streaming it right now. And do you like those, uh, like four versus one, where four regular people team up against one of those horror characters, and and he tries to wipe everybody out on the map? Because I've only played it 
like a couple hours any of those games I haven't really got too deep into them but i know dead by daylight has hundreds of characters people are streaming it all the time it's been out for years and people really like that friday the 13th game <laughs> pretty popular these days but those kind of like seem to blow up on the side over here or like i wasn't paying attention all of a sudden these these horror multiplayer games are making a big community of their own I mean, I like uh, Dead by Dead by Daylight. I played. I did play it for a while when it first came out. I was uh, uh, in early access with it, so I bought it when it first came out. So that game, yeah, it was pretty good. It's actually good. And I do like those type of games. I know Philip will probably like. I remember playing. Um, let me see, like Left 4 Dead, because Left 4 Dead was kind of like that, where you had a mode where you somebody ended up being the zombie and was able to switch back and forth and. Those type of games are fun. When you're, you know, we talked about it on other podcasts, playing like your golden eye. Like when you are in a in a room or on a land party or something like that, or even even nowadays when you're online and you, everybody's in a chat and playing those type of games, it, they're super fun. Like it's super fun that you got somebody chasing you and you're all trying to four or five or whatever the number is is trying to do a common goal and try to get out or something like that. And Dead by Daylight did that really well. Uh, Left 4 Dead did it first kind of with some of their add-ons and mods um and there's a couple other games that do that now there's a couple of ones that are built around the same where it's just like you know there's one or two i mean technically if you want to be true about it among us is like the among us is technically a horror game yeah i said it. it's a horror <laughs> game it's, really? a, it's a it's a versus one one bad guy two bad guys uh, i can see that from a certain angle <laughs> You played uh, Home Sweet Home? Uh, no. Nope. Okay. What's that about? So that is a, um, it's a horror game. It's a survival horror. Um, first person. Uh, it's a, it's developed, developed by a Thai group. Don't, don't ask me to pronounce their name. because are, are these Thai lady boys? Or just what? <laughs> Never mind. We'll come back to that question later. We'll come back. Well, I mean, it's essentially, I don't play the demo, but I think the game's out now. But the premise is essentially um, you're in like a mental asylum or so, and you're trying to escape from this ghost lady who can basically walk through walls, and transport from here to here. It's very similar to Outlast, but it's not as dark, and you can't run as fast. So. Oh, that's. That sounds Very like something exciting. I'm never gonna play. <laughs> I'm never gonna I hated that time. I hated the times in Outlast and Amnesia where the guy's chasing me. I hate that feeling of someone trying to trying to get me and grab me, and I'm trying to run down the hallway and hide behind a door, get in the closet. That stresses me out. And I remember Outlast too, uh, not too, but or also. And if I'm not mistaken, I think wasn't that a 360 arcade game originally? No, no, no. It was like a PC game, Outlast. They might have had some other thing called Outlast something, but the original Outlast was uh, more on the Xbox One generation, like after 2013. It was a PC game. It was more recent. It wasn't that old on 360. You could check it out. Try, try to fact check that. Have you guys heard of Devotion? It's a horror game that was uh, made in Taiwan. They got removed from Steam uh, because of some conflict with like the Chinese government. They actually banned the game had it like shut down and taken off the whole internet and uh, no one could get it for a while but i think it came back just earlier this year maybe late last year they finally got it back up on steam and there was a lot of hype around it it kind of came out of nowhere and was supposedly super really scary and creepy and uh, a really good effort by some 
the new developers out of Taiwan. I've been able to check it out myself. I got to see if it's still on Steam and available, but I remember there's all that drama that people were trying to find ways to get a copy of that game because it was just briefly, I'm talking probably a couple of days up on Steam before they, they took it down and they really knew the quality of it before it already got taken off the internet. Yeah, I, I'll wait before you get past it. I like to admit when I'm wrong and you're right, not on 360. <laughs> it was on four Xbox One and PC and then it got ported to Nintendo Switch. So you're, you're right. I was wrong. Just make sure. But I do remember playing this game, but I, I don't know why I thought it was a part of like some of arcade, but maybe maybe I played it on PS4 because I did. Have well, it's old as hell. Like uh, it, this yeah, generation yeah. start just blending together when something's almost 10 years old. It feels like it's from right. Yeah, there. yeah. So this came came out in 14 as far as PS4 and uh, Xbox this came out in 2014. So yeah, you're right. You start it starts to blend together, especially I want to say the PS3 era and the PS4 era and the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One era kind of blends together because one system was out, what, seven years, I think, almost eight years, and then they yeah. blended it in. So we'll, we'll do the same thing with, with four and five coming up um, for sure, where you'll be like, man, I thought that was on PS1. I'm like, uh, no, bro. It'll be confusing in 10 years, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So but yeah, yeah, LS is one of those games where I, I like, I remember playing it and it's one of the ones I did like. I didn't play it a whole bunch, but I remember playing it to a point where I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Another game I will bring up, uh, Evil Within. That's another one that I forgot about to put on this list of That's games. A good one. That was a really good game. I did not play the second one because I think the second one was on Xbox One and PS4. I had gotten rid of it. Then it came to PC. And by that time, I was like, not really like eh, in it. But the original game, it was a little janky in places. But that was a really good one, too. I thought that, especially like the story surrounding that game, it was a really good game. Yeah, that's one I uh, probably maybe got close to halfway through that. I was playing it for a while. It did have some fun original gameplay with, you know, setting the people on fire, doing different things, sneaking around, trying to do uh, stealth mode throughout the game. And avoid all the all the bad guys, but it wasn't overly like too scary where it was too intense to to play through and too creepy. That that's a good series. I I haven't played two either, but I'm gonna go back and finish one eventually. Now, Philip, do you have VR? Have you played any of these horror games in VR? I do not have VR, but I would love to indulge. Oh man, as a horror fan, you you got to get one someday. It's too creepy. It's too creepy. And if you like being creeped out, you got to do it in VR. Now, Jeff, did you ever get on your Oculus and do any kind of scary <laughs> creepy game? Read my lips. <laughs> no. <laughs> look, I, mean, I, look had, I had a feeling that was going to be the answer. I started Phasmophobia, and you know how some of the legacy games on PC, when you start them up, it gives you the option. Do you want to do this in VR or do you want to do this in regular? I hit regular so hard <laughs> that my key flew off my keyboard. Like, I'm not going to watch this oh. stuff in VR. What what kind of sense does this make? No, thank you. Gives you the option of VR, man. I need to. Yeah, need a lot, to a lot of those VR games again. gives you a leg, like that legacy option. Like, it's like, hey, do you want to play in VR? Bitch, did I ask you to play in VR? No. Man, I played. Um, just a little bit of Resident Evil Seven. I haven't been able to get through the whole thing because it's it's too that one's creepy. intense. That, that it's one too is, creepy in VR. Yeah, like, uh, dear lord, in VR, it's, it's creepy. It's next level. It's different than playing it on your TV screen. Yeah, when you're in the in the house, walking around and poking your head through a door, 
and slowly opening the door, looking through stuff, and uh, it's as dark as hell, and uh, a guy attacks you, and he's as big as you, and everything in VR makes you feel like someone's breathing in your face, like standing right there next to you, is the next level scary, and you feel them touching you, and you're trying to turn the controller back and stuff, it's just different. <laughs> That it game. sound like you had some uh, weird episodes there. You, you talking yeah, about VR or something else? <laughs> What's happening in your household right Man, now? Man, it's scary, bro. I'm telling you. When you get in that, you feel like people are touching you and, and attacking you. And There's a part where someone's trying to stab you and kill you like in the beginning of the game, and she's trying to grab you and take the gun away or something from you and just kill you with a hammer, some creepy stuff. So it feels like you're being attacked and someone's uh, really, really getting at you. So it's, it's too uh, much for the heart at some point to go in there for even a couple hours and, and try to make your way through that game. But but it's an it's a real nice experience to be able to pay, play through something like AAA on that level on a VR system. Pretty nice. But I, I've played a few of those HTC Vive games that were like shooting games where zombies are coming at you and like there's Arizona Sunshine. There's some other uh, kind of stand around and shoot defend a point thing for zombies mm-hmm. and those get intense with the waves coming at you and then just like I said for someone being your height or a little bit taller than you coming at you and like being creepy and you turn around and there's someone like right there. So those feelings, you can't, you can't capture that on just a normal TV and a controller. Yeah. It, it takes the horror to that next level where it might stay with you for a while where your heart, heart's a little racing for a bit. No, you're, you're right. Over and we jump into VR. I set up the vibe and I'll put you in there and we see what happens. I'm, I'm good. Like seriously, you like the like errors on the sunshine i can play not a problem hordes of zombies are like i said easy that kind of i mean there's you know br games for um the walking dead there's br games for a couple of i mean those are easier to deal with like i said it's not based in reality much resident i remember watching the uh, a stream of somebody playing resident evil and yeah i would probably have a damn heart attack like i literally probably would just pass out like it, it feels so real. And this is me looking at somebody else playing it. It felt real to me, not even playing it with VR. No, thank you. I am good here, sir. Yeah. And, and if, you, if you've been in VR, you, you kind of know what they're going through. You know how, how that tricks your mind and just what it looks like when you, when you put that headset on. Yeah. So scary stuff in VR is like, almost like a no-go. I, I can't get through it. And then what's even scarier if you're in a scary game, have you been approached by somebody like touching you? Really get punched? Oh my god! Oh, that's terrible, dude. <laughs> that's fucked up. That's terrible. Yeah, I, no. I hate that. That happened to me before, where someone came up on me when I'm in a game, and it's the creepiest thing because you're already ready for something to jump out at you, and if someone touches you in real life, it it just messes your whole life up. Um, whoever touched me <laughs> have to leave permanently, never come back. <laughs> I mean, I'm dead serious. Like, I would probably, like you said. VR feels real, sold to a point where we've seen videos and stuff of people jumping through TVs by accident, running <laughs> into walls. I, I remember a bit of you, Chris. I think you failed trying to do archery once. So we've all been <laughs> yep. there. We've all tried to enter ourselves while doing VR. If somebody decides to touch me while I'm playing a game that's scary, we're going to fight. Like, we're going to fight for real. <laughs> it's going to be a horrible situation. This makes me wish that uh, back in those game nights where we'd all come over and play those scary games that we had VR back then, and we put one person at a time in the VR and play through it and try to freak someone out. Friendship would be over. That would be some people would have been fighting with some people. People would have been boxing each other. 
<laughs> yes, those friendships would have ended. We would not be talking right now. I can guarantee there would have been some fights those nights because people like to fuck with each other, like to a point where it's just not right. We know, we know each other already. And I know how I would probably be. I know how you would probably be. I know how I feel it would probably be. And that's not a good combination. Yeah. <laughs> not a good combination. It's just <laughs> not in that I, way. I mean, no. Not in that way. Yeah, gonna be the you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no touching here. I'm in VR. I don't want you to touch me. Don't touch me. I I'm good. No, I I honestly think we would have been fighting for sure. And there have been a lot of arguments and a lot of people with hurt feelings, probably. And now back when we used to do these community like community game stuff, like seriously, like uh, I had people in my house. I would go to sleep and wake up and motherfucker would still be in my house. Like still <laughs> there. Play, that's true. And I'm just like, that's dude, true. we friendships would have been over then if we would have VR and playing scary games. Friendships would have ended for sure. Yeah, what if like, you know, your friend is standing in front of your bed with VR goggles while you're sleeping. No, sir. <laughs> Wake up to that. I, but they start, what they the start hell? I don't know. Blanket off. I don't know. He's just into the game. I don't know the, the range of the VR to the console. Uh, if you had a wireless Oculus Quest, you could walk okay, in your whole house just, just yeah, end see? up in your bedroom over your bed. <laughs> Wait, hold up. If a homie is using wireless Oculus, ended up in my bedroom. And he's probably watching Pornhub, and we never really know. gonna fight. <laughs> oh damn! I'll, I'll give you that virtual desktop, bro. We're gonna shut it down, but it, it's all good. But I mean, one one thing we'll talk about, but uh, beside for the scary to end this episode out is delays. You talk about scary, something you buy months and months and months and months and months and months ago. And you keep getting told, man, it's coming. It's coming, bro. It's coming. I know Chris pre-ordered this thing in March, I think. <laughs> and he still yeah, ain't going to get it. Long time ago. Long time ago. CD Project Red, you're breaking our hearts, man. What's, what's going on? I mean, how do, how do you feel about that? Like, this is what, the fourth delay, I think? How do you feel about that? I think that's right. It's, it's, it's a month delay. It's annoying because they delayed it from... I think spring of this year to November and then now to another month to December. And people are wondering what, what kind of progress you're going to make in a month to get something up and running when they announced it went gold just a few weeks ago. Right. Usually when something goes gold, okay, we're done for version one. We can release this. We can put it out there. And now they're saying, Oh, it's good on, it's good on next gen and PC, but Xbox and PS4 are kind of struggling. So we need some more time to fix those. We want everything to launch at the same time and everybody be happy. So now I'm kind of worried about that performance because, of course, I got a pre-order on the Xbox version, which they said will upgrade to the next-gen version. They'll give us a patch later on. Mm-hmm. But for that first uh, day one thing playing on PS4 or Xbox, it struggles. People are going to be real upset. So I, I could see, I'm going to make a prediction right here that they're going to cancel the current-gen version. I'm just going to say that. Cancel PS4, Xbox, only going to be on PC and next-gen because... Some game-breaking bug, performance is terrible, low frame rate, something can't be resolved in a month. I don't, I don't see them like fixing the world in, in a month. If they already, already knew how bad something performed this whole year, they're trying to hit that November release date. I don't see what a month's going to make it as a big difference. Uh, um, Philip, I don't know. Are you getting next-gen consoles by any chance? Mm, nope. 
<laughs> All right. Welcome to PC Master Race. I appreciate it. Um, I will say I normally don't agree with you, Chris, ever. I think you may be right. <laughs> and this one is one of those situations where they probably should have done that in the first place. And they wouldn't have been even been the first developer to do it. Like other developers already said, bro, we can't make it. We they focus too much RD on the next gen, which makes sense. Um to go back to last generation. Cause first off, it ain't coming on Switch. None of this stuff is gonna be on Switch. We already know Hell that. So no. it's gonna be dead. Um game our game some games already have problems with PS4, unless you have a PS4 Pro. Even with the PS4 Pro on some games, you have some chug. They can struggle. Xbox, same way. Xbox One X, you still have some that have some struggle. I don't see a point of them releasing this game on old-gen console. First off, I think part of the problem was them trying to do it at the same time. That's the part I don't understand. If you already have a gold product on PC and your next-gen release them when the, when those next gen comes out it makes sense you're going to make the money if you have to take a couple of months to do the ps4 ps2 ps3 um amiga calculator you got if you got to take time to do those take the time because what you what you end up doing and i promise you this is like a, this is why i agree with you that they're going to cancel it but if they would have did it this way it would have been better they would have said, okay, here comes the new gen console version. They come out November. December, we say, well, the four old gens are going to come out in on December 10th. December 10th rolls around. We're going to delay this until January 10th. January 10th rolls around. Man, we done, bro. We, we no, we, we can't do it. I mean, it would have been better off for them to say that next gen and current gen were not coming out at the same time. So I don't understand that strategy. Yeah, I think. Uh, what's funny is that it was, of course, scheduled to come out earlier this year, right. and it went through a couple of delays. So that would have, of course, been on PS4 and Xbox One already. So at that point, they couldn't release it either the game wasn't done or the performance was was too bad. But if you've been watching their their demos and what they've showed off, of course, they're using the next gen version. They're using the PS or the PC to to show the demos and and show it in the in the highest quality settings they can. The current consoles are not going to look like that. No way. They're gonna, they could probably look pretty damn decent, but as far as how big the game is, uh, how much details in the game, how huge the download is going to be, something's got to give where it's at some point the current consoles can't can't keep up with that with either the draw distance, the load times, you know, cut clipping, clipping and everything, and frame rate drops when mm-hmm. action gets crazy. So if the game just doesn't work, it doesn't work on it. It's too ambitious. So they just have to release the next-gen versions and then uh, call it a day or delay it, like you said. But I think they want to hit that install base because they got, what, 165, 170 million Xboxes and, and PS4s out there to potentially right. sell to. And then going to the next-gen, you got whatever they sell to the end of this year, a couple million people can get one. The sales sales potential on this current-gen is, is so huge that they've got to release some kind of product to hit those, you know, Grand Theft Auto, Witcher 3 type numbers that they want to hit. But man, if, if the game comes out and it sucks, and it's it, it's probably not going to suck as a game, but if the performance sucks on the current gen versions, people are going to have a huge backlash and like shit all over the game. That's going to take away from anything good about it. So I bet they're under the gun. People are already saying there's uh, that launch day crunch that they're doing, working eighteen hour days, sleeping under their desks, right? Working these extended hours and overtime for like the last year and a half. 
just living at the office yeah. trying to hit these launch dates. So I feel bad for those developers that they got this news like, hey, shit ain't working. You got to yeah, work hard it, for another 30 days. What's interesting is the devs got the information the same day, like at the same time that the world got it. They didn't even know it was going to be delayed again. There was one dev said he had just clocked uh, a, a 100 hour week. I'm like, what yeah, the hell is boy. that? <laughs> like, what is yeah, that? I've never done like? that before. <laughs> like, did you even sleep? Like, I don't know where well, you get those hours to hit hit a hundred. Yeah, so uh, it it it'll come out eventually. They should have probably went ahead and scrapped the old gen, and I think it's gonna cost them in the end. But I'm, uh, you're right. They're gonna they want to try to hit that m- that big install base because they know they're gonna sell more games if it works on the old console versus the new. So there's not going to be that many new consoles in the world for years. It took years to do these uh, these numbers. So uh, they want to hit that console, but they should have just did it separately. It would have made more sense they did it separately. It would have made more sense if they were like, the old gen comes out here and the new gen comes out here or vice versa. And it probably been an easier task. But you talk about scary. They, they crunching employees, steady getting pushed back. Chris not a happy fella. He's got a, he, he's instead of him playing that, he's got to play some 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 Valhalla, some Assassin's Creed. Oh, maybe, maybe. As I work my way through the the Assassin's Creed series, hey, that's one of the one of the series you said you played all the games almost it's up to a yes. certain point, and then yeah. you started dropping off. But I'm actually going in the Wayback Machine a little bit of I played that I seen that uh, playing Assassin's Creed Revelations. And trying to finish that game because that's the third in the uh, what Ezio Auditori series, a little trilogy. Trying to wrap that up. So, to meet the ball, Ezio. <laughs> exactly. I love those Italian accents, man. So I'm about you know a little over halfway through that one. I got to wrap that one up. Move on to Assassin's Creed Three, and then I beat the Pirates one. Got to go through. Shit, what what's after that? Is that uh, open world. All the open world games. Origins is like a 200 hour yeah. game. Right. Right. The, Origins, yeah. Odyssey is like a 600 hour game. <laughs> so those other ones, I'm, I'm super intimidated by finishing those. I think I got about halfway through Odyssey or not Odyssey, but Origins before I dropped off the one with the pyramids and stuff. They started making them so damn big. You can't even finish them within a couple of years. Yeah, now Valhalla uh, is going to be some other monster of a game with 10,000 missions to do. Yeah, that's that's also scary because Valhalla is going to be big. Cyberpunk is going to be big. Um the new super, the new Spider-Man is going to come out with double the the experience because you got to play the single story and then try to go back and do the remaster. Um, yeah, a lot of games will come out with a whole bunch of content where you're going to be playing for for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. So, it, I mean, it's shaping up to be a good holiday season if this stuff ever ships and comes out. Because right now, Xbox looking bad. Like they don't have much that's going to be ready. Like. You're not gonna play much day one for sure. You're gonna be playing your back catalog, and that's pretty much about it. And that that's cool though. That's all right. It's gonna build up to it. But the good thing about that is, I'm waiting for one of those launch games. It might be games. I don't know what actually launches right. with the damn system. But they're all gonna be. A lot of them are gonna be on Game Pass. So if if it's a risk, I don't have to drop that sixty bucks and find out. I can hit up game pass and, and try something out there. Hopefully, hopefully I'm crossing my fingers. There's going to be a surprise, like something that looks crappy right now. That is actually good in a couple of weeks. We're going to see, but you're right. The, the initial few months is probably going to be playing the back catalog, loading it up, seeing the enhancements, uh, 
seeing like, oh, can this game load faster? It's going to be all the old stuff that we we have now. It's literally, if it's a new thing, I don't want to pay seventy dollars for it. I'm just going to wait for it to hit Game Pass or something like Valhalla, where I would want to play it on the next mm-hmm. gen. I'm going to wait till they have that twenty dollar Ultimate Edition, you know, in a year with all the DLC included, because. I'm not paying seventy dollars for any of these games to launch. I'm not that excited about it. Like right. I, can't, I can't stomach that. I just got to get the damn console and put my old stuff back on it. That's the one plus side with Xbox is the Game Pass. That game, that inclusion helps a lot. That's for sure. And we're we're not too far away from release date. Chris got six of them coming. He a big baller. He got all we that got money. Two weeks. Got no, two no, weeks. no, no. Don't put don't put that out there. No six of those. Last time I ordered six of anything, I got burned by the. By the Wii U, because nobody wanted to buy that on eBay. <laughs> That's a story you would never live down. You just keep just keep talking about it. That's all good, though. Oh, well, yes. well, Philip, we had Philip on. Next time he coming back, maybe you got to talk a little bit more. This, this is a podcast, not a sleep cast. We got to do some more things. Right? <laughs> get, get it live up. Oh, <laughs> oh no, do the grudge shit. No, the grudge is in here. What is happening? Oh, shit. But I, I like he, he was he was into the topics. He had some horror movie recommendations because if it was just me and Jeff, and Jeff doesn't do a lot of horror, I'd be talking I to myself. I don't do whimsy and I don't do. <laughs> you the play them, but you don't watch them. But that's the two ends of the spectrum. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. See, I was, I'm surprised that you you even play them and you'll pick up a controller, but you don't want to sit down and watch a movie. Look, look. Like I said, I don't want to feel like something gonna come get me. <laughs> I don't, I'm done. I don't want them, them problems, man. I I cannot fight off ghosts. I can't fight. I can fight <laughs> off zombies. I can save my life with a zombie. I mean, I can try to run my little fast self run. You know, my, my fast starts swinging in the wind, but I can probably get away from a zombie or two. And long as long as they're slow zombies, that's a good question. Which one you like best, Philip? Fast zombie or slow zombie? Slow zombies. I mean, that's just life. You know, you know, you just <laughs> your own life. I like that. My way with them. Slow zombies are legit, man. <laughs> Yeah, uh, slow, slow fast scary. What was that? Uh, Dawn of the Dead. World War Z with the fast. Dawn zombie. of the Dead. World War Z with the fast zombies too. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dawn of the Dead was yeah, the remake. I said, I said Day of the Dead earlier, but Dawn of the Dead was a really good remake. Right, right, right. Yeah, that fast zombie. Nah, that's the worst. When you can't, when they Usain Bolt shouldn't be able to be running <laughs> and eat your face. I don't like that. That's not cool. So yeah, what had happened was when someone got bit by a zombie. Uh, they turn into someone who can run like 500 miles an hour. I, I, I don't get exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> like they need to join the marathon or something. This is crazy, but yeah, but well, we we're, we're at the end of this episode. Uh, we'd like to thank, you know, Philip coming on. Uh, thanks for, for being here. Uh, we'll try to entertain you again on another episode. Thanks for listening. And we're out of here. Thanks for having me. Say, oh, say goodbye to your friend behind you. Jeff. Thanks. Boo. Hey, what the? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs>